and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. On today's episode, I have with me Lindsay and Sarah Greenberg, um, a really great family duo. Lindsay's been on the podcast before, but Sarah is new. So welcome, Lindsay and Sarah. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Excited to be here. I'm so excited to have both of you. Maybe we could start by just having both of you tell a little bit about yourselves and your background and what you do in the HR space. Sure, I'll kick it off. So uh, as Sherry said, Lindsay Greenberg, I work at Paylocity here. I've been um, with Paylocity for a couple of years, but I've been in the HR industry for just over eight years. And in current state, I am supporting HR for HR. I also support our corporate functions. So really excited um, to be here to talk about all things HR since I, we both get to live and breathe it every day. Awesome. And this is Sarah Friedman, formerly Sarah Greenberg. I am Lindsay's sister-in-law. I'm excited to be here with her today. Um, I work in HR at General Mills. Um, I, I know most people are familiar with our Cheerios, Play, Nature Valley, a lot of our products, um, and currently also HR for HR. I joined General Mills in 2014, and I've supported a number of functions, uh, supply chain, R&D, marketing, and now HR and corporate communications. I love it. Having two people on the call that are HR for HR is perfect. I think it's so interesting hearing your guys' perspective because a lot of times we are the last to get support in the HR space. So I absolutely love that and appreciate you guys taking the time. We are kind of talking about celebrating 2021 and preparing, planning for 2022. And I thought I would start by getting out of the way all the tactical stuff that you should be thinking about from an HR perspective as you go into your year end planning. And obviously this depends upon where you're at in your cycle. So if you're on an annual cycle, you're probably heads down in the middle of performance reviews and comp cycles and a whole bunch of stuff. If you're on a fiscal year, this might be your downtime, which it is for me and Lindsay, which is so great. So it's a great opportunity for us to reflect and provide some guidance. So as I think about year end from a tactical perspective, you know, think about what you're doing to plan for the holidays all of the holidays, making sure you're being sensitive to different employees and what they do during the holiday time. Set up your performance reviews if you're in the middle of it right now. I know you guys will get through it, we're here for you. Um, if you're planning your performance reviews for fiscal, now is a really good time to think about what that calendar is gonna look like as you roll out performance reviews. If you're knee deep in payroll, if that's something you're responsible for, make sure you're verifying your employee data. It's a great time to do emergency contact updates, um, beneficiary updates, making sure addresses are correct and that what people want on their W-2s are correct. Obviously, you're going to go through W-2 checks, confirming your year-end discretionary bonuses, and then any wage and hour updates that might be coming out January 1 that you have to set up your system for. When you think about files, this is another one. You know, this is a great time for you to clean up your physical and digital files. It's one of my favorite, most rewarding activities to sit down next week and move all of the kind of file drama into like hierarchy. It's very satisfying. So build that into your time. Great opportunity for you to create your 2022 calendar if you haven't thought about that yet. And then our favorite topic, compliance. So make sure you're updating your employee handbook, order your labor law posters, review any laws that are gonna be effective one-one. 
Um, and then review your business continuity plan. I know that this has been a hot topic for a little while, obviously being in the pandemic, which honestly is probably going to become an endemic for all of us. So it's really important to think about those business continuity plans. And as we talked about in a couple episodes earlier, do you have things like bomb threats in there? Do you have terrorist information in there? Do you have domestic violence stuff that you might deal with? If you don't, it's a great time for you to add those things. And then lastly, from a tactical perspective, benefits, right? Review your coverage plans and health insurance policies and make sure that all of that fun tactical stuff is up to date so you can go into the holidays with a breath of fresh air. So with all of that being said, let's get to our questions. So Lindsay, I'll start for you. When you think about the challenges that you're going to face in 2022, what's top of mind for you? There's two things that come to mind, and I love how you use this endemic because you're absolutely right. I feel like it's always going to be on the forefront of our decision. So when I think about the pandemic, the COVID considerations come to mind, first of all. So if I'm thinking about 2022, and a lot of companies are talking about this return to office initiative, we're going to be faced with challenges that we haven't experienced before. So when we first were back in 2020 going to a remote workforce for many or how we offer up flexibility. Now it's how do I bring back our employees? And am I thinking through all considerations without having gone through this before? So am I ensuring that I have a contract uh, tracing option in place? Do I have the right team to support that? Do I have all the what if scenarios come in? If someone were to test positive who's in the office, how do I determine and trace back others that may be impacted by that. So really thinking through more tactical day-to-day questions that employees are going to have and leaders are going to have because they're going to be the ones that have to answer some of these questions. So really thinking through what is our return to office strategy, um, thinking on the strategic level, but really getting into the day-to-day, the the really specific tactical items. So that's one piece. The second piece that comes to mind is I think we're going to continue to have challenges when it comes to what we're calling, right, this war on talent. So how is it that we can, as we start to pull employees back into the office who are have been used to a remote environment, figuring out how can I still offer the flexibility that is now an expectation to not only uh, bring people on, but to retain them. So how do I ensure that I am being flexible so that they're not running to competitors? How do I maintain and look at my compensation strategy to support that? So thinking about how can we get ahead of retaining talent? um, And once they're there, how are we still managing or balancing the flexibility that comes with this new remote work environment? I don't think we found the right term for it yet, but I've I've heard people try to do the opposite of the great resignation. Um, I've heard the great retention so far. I've heard the great awakening, which I really like a lot, but we haven't found like the magic term yet. So it's definitely coming. Sarah, how about you? What's top of mind for you? Yeah, I would just build on where Lindsay left off around our retention and talent planning um, and really talent strategy around career planning as we see more individuals either working remotely or desiring to be hired remotely. So that might be the first big thing we need to unlock. But then from there, how do we think about um, career pathing for those individuals, development, building a network when they aren't in the office as as frequently um, and don't have the same kind of level of access to mentors or peer mentors. And so that is really top of mind as we go into next year and continue to build out our talent strategies just in this new work environment. I love that you mentioned mentors. I was just thinking about this today as 
I think about my own career and it was so natural to just go up to somebody in the office and be like, hey, can I pick your brain about this very specific topic? For whatever reason, it feels a little bit more awkward to be like, hey, I'm going to send you a Zoom because I want to ask you a question about this thing that is mentorship related. Um, yes, it's going to feel awkward, but I totally think it's a really good point that it's something we have to continue to do, not only for ourselves, but for our employees and really push them to take that first leap, that first step, um, so that those types of social interactions aren't gone. You know, Lindsay, one of the things that we've talked a lot about is recapping successes and looking for opportunities. So as you're going into, you know, kind of your your year-end preparedness, how are you capturing what you've done this year and then using that to think about what your goals are for 2022? Yeah, it's really important that when you're setting goals, you're not really just looking at the finish line and you're building in these checkpoints throughout. And so for me, the calendar year in is a perfect time for me to stop at the end of a quarter to say, hey, what have I done since I've set my goals? Have I achieved some of the items that I've set? And the best way to do that is to set those checkpoints in place. So really not focusing on the finish line, but what checkpoints do I have? Am I measuring and pivoting when I need to? And so what I'm encouraging my business leaders to do is to do that now is think through what goals have you set and what progress have you made. Let's stop and pause and celebrate the things that we have done thus far. And then identify and be very transparent of here are the, either the areas that we are pivoting because we've missed the mark, or maybe just strategy has changed, right? We now know that in the world we live in today, things are way more fast paced than what we thought six months ago may not still be a priority today. So acknowledging those, being okay, accepting, and then pivoting. So I would say do all of that, but then put it out there. Make sure that you're holding yourselves accountable and others accountable to what are the items that we are pivoting on. So if that is a town hall with your team to say, hey, here's the things we've done great, and here's really what our new focus is going to be for 22 and the why behind the change or that pivot is, is really impactful. And I, I love to ensure that we are celebrating the successes. Sometimes it's just acknowledging the, the struggles or the challenges that we've had and, and being, you know, cutting ourselves some grace here to say, hey, we made it this far. Now, here's really where we got to double down. And so just taking that moment in time to acknowledge what you've done and then pivot and really reset focus as you go into 2022. You had shared something during our webinar that you do for your own personal goal setting. Um, tell me a little bit, or maybe share with the audience a little bit about your accountability partner. Yes, I love this. So if you think about it as um, what, like working out, right? You have an accountability partner that's going to make sure you get up and you go to the gym and you feel a little bit more accountable if there's someone there for you. So as I set my goals, I have an accountability partner. It's a peer of mine who we have a regularly scheduled cadence for us to check in. So I share my goals with her. She shares her goals with me. And we, we meet on a regular basis to talk about, hey, how much progress have you made? And, and give each other feedback on how we're thinking about it. But having the accountability partner allows me to ensure that if I'm going to you know, utilize this checkpoint, am I actually holding myself accountable? Or am I like, well, it, I don't actually need to do it by then. It's not due until this date. But when I have these checkpoints with this accountability partner, it really helps me ensure that I'm prepared and meeting the needs that the goals I've set. And she can say, hey, maybe we didn't meet the needs here. So it's really helpful for the two of us. So really ensuring that you have visibility to the goals you're setting. So someone else, if not your, yourself, if you're not as intrinsically motivated to hold yourself accountable, you have someone else to help you in that line. Sarah, going back to you, you know, your, your role in, in being HR for HR is you have thought about 
programs for 2022, what is top of mind? Because we're dealing with, you know, the current political climate still, the pandemic, endemic, the future of work initiatives, initiatives, employee experience, all of these kind of things. Sometimes I think in HR, it's hard to like narrow down what we want to focus on. So as, as you've planned for 2022, what's top of mind for you? Yeah, there's uh, two main programs that I would uh, call out that we have been really focused on this year and I think will be that much more important as we go into next year. So one for us at General Mills, we call work with heart. And that's how we're thinking about the return to office. And it's not even really a return to office. It's it's a flexible work environment going forward that includes both on-site and off-site work. And what I love about it is it's really meant to be an individualized approach to how we think about work going forward or the future of work. And so prior to rolling out work with heart, we may have pictured return to office being um, a full return to four to five days in the office, or maybe even a set schedule of I'm going to be in the office Tuesdays and Thursdays. But now the way we're thinking about it is really around what we're calling moments that matter. So working through with your manager and your team, what based on my role and my team and my manager, what makes the most sense for me really on a week to week basis. So some of those moments that matter are around collaboration, creativity, celebration. That's really been the one that we've been most focused on just around anniversaries or promotions, baby showers. Um, but as we go forward, really thinking through those moments that matter and how work with heart and our approach to quote the return um, will come to life and allow us to continue to have that flexibility and balance while also providing a really important space for people to come together as a team um, or with their working team on a project. And so that's one that I think will continue to evolve and will continue to adapt as we go into 2022. The other um, for us is around um, working with a company called Spring Health that might look uh, different, of course, for all different size companies. But for us, we leverage Spring Health as a mental health support provider um, that is provided free to our employees and can provide, again, an individualized support from everything to on-demand mental health resources to confidential therapy sessions. Um, and again, to all of the points you made, Sherry, those are more important than ever that we're offering those to our employees because when you're your best self at home and in your personal life, of course, you're going to be your best self at work. And the more you're able to care for yourself, the more that enables your capacity to support others, which is more important than ever, again, working in HR. And so um, I just am so glad that we offer those support resources um, to employees and that we encourage it for um, really everyone to take advantage of. And so I would say those are the two things that I think will really just be our most important programs to continue to evolve next year. I absolutely agree with mental health. You know, we're going to do a webinar in January on that exact to topic with Dr. Leah Knox um, because we're all facing that. I love that you have a, a tool in place here at Paylocity. We use something called an equilibrium. Um, yeah. It's a great resource. It's really more focused on resiliency um, and some skill setting as far as like dealing with stress and stuff. But I love that. I also love that you mentioned um, your celebrations. I recently saw a TikTok where somebody was surprised with a puppy shower, which I was like, that is super creative and doesn't alienate like people who've decided that kids are not their path. And that's absolutely okay. And I was like, mm -hmm. what a great way to celebrate something in somebody's life if they've chosen um, to not take that as a path for their lives. And they, they want to be a pet parent. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was super creative. And it goes back to 
what we've talked a lot about on the podcast about one size fits one and really making that the things that you're doing for employees are unique to their life and their experience. I totally agree. Sherry, I was just going to say you, you spiked something on my end as we're talking about all these different benefit offerings. You have to continue to evolve your benefit offerings. So although you have an EAP in place, is that the, does that EAP offer your employees what they need right now? And, and the best way to understand that is to tap into your employee population, right? Are you ask, asking your employees, what is it that you need? You know, if you were to inventory all of the benefit offerings your organization has, are you meeting the needs? And if not, where are your gaps? And so I think that that could even be part of the program for 2022 is just doing an inventory of what you have to offer your employees. And are you meeting their needs or are, is there an opportunity for you to make some changes like we did by in, uh, introducing the equilibrium? So true when it comes to like all of our activities, going back to like, am I listening to what employees want, right? Like not making the assumptions from the top down. You know, I talked a little bit about how much I get kicked out about cleaning up my desktop and my files at year end, but I'm curious, you know, Lindsay, what's like something that you've learned in your HR career that you actually look forward to doing during year end? So I, I laugh because it seems so simple when I was reflecting on this, when we are going into next year strategy, right? And we're trying to establish what is it that HR is going to be really focused on? You typically get HR in a room and we put all of our heads together and we say, yep, here's what it is. And then we go to our business units and say, here's what HR is working on. And we are doing that so backwards. So when you're sitting down to go think through your focus for 2022, I'm excited to kind of flip that upside down and start with the business. So going to my business leaders to say for 2022, what's your focus? What are you working on? And taking what their business initiatives are from a people lens and saying, well, how can HR help support that? And so I'm going to all of my business units first, understanding what their business initiatives are prior to sitting down with my HR team to say, hey, here's what HR can do, because I think we have a, a, a big gap if we are trying to set um, our focus without understanding how we're going to impact the business. So I'm looking forward to just completely changing how we've done this in the past. And again, it seems so simple, but I really think that it's going to allow us as a support function to show up to the business as we're here for whatever it is that you need, but really ensuring that we've got that people first mentality as we set those focus for next year. Absolutely. And we've talked a lot in our own HR team as we've thought about like, what do we want to be to our organizations? And we've kind of come up with this mantra. So it's be ready, be ahead, be competitive, be the connector, be diverse and inclusive. And I absolutely love that because it's generic enough that we can throw any HR initiative and any business initiative underneath that and roll it up and say, okay, as I think about supporting my business this year, one of the things they want to do is this, and that's going to help us as an HR organization be ready. And I absolutely love that. So I would add to what you said, if you don't have some overarching HR goals or initiatives or mantras or values or however you want to phrase it, um, now is a really good time to do that. I want to switch gears a little bit um, as I asked Sarah kind of my last prepared question here. And it's really around, you know, you'd mentioned mental health before. And, you know, both of you, since you both support, you know, your HR for HR, what are some ways that you've, you know, helped or talked to the HR team or you personally have thought about how you take care of yourself during this time? Because as HR, I feel like, you know, our pitchers are like on their last drippy drop. And so it's like, how are we filling ourselves back up? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um, I love this question. And I think it's so important because throughout the pandemic, we've really had to find new ways of focusing on mental health and self-care. And so mine for a long time um, for the throughout the pandemic was just going on a walk over lunch as, as often as I could. I would just get out if it was 15 minutes, if it was 30 minutes, great. And I think that time is so important because whether you're listening to a podcast, listening to music, um, maybe doing some meditation. One thing that I've gained actually from uh, the spring health program that I mentioned is taking advantage of some of the meditation resources. And I think oftentimes people might be reluctant to try that because they're picturing sitting and sitting still, and that might be really hard for people. But there's actually meditations you can listen to while you go out for a walk and just really focus on being present, taking that as a break. And that might be what you need that day. Or I find that even if I just go for a walk and let my mind wander, I actually come back that much more ready for the afternoon. I made some connections that I hadn't thought about earlier in the day, remembered that thing on my task list that was in the back of my mind. And so I just find that that time throughout the day is so important and actually quite productive in addition to a break away from my desk. So, so that's one thing I would just really um, encourage and offer. And then really, like I said, as I think about the other resources that I've taken away from um, these spring health resources that we offer, um, mental health kind of on-demand resources is um, what we would call, or they would call uh, your tool, be tool belt of resources that you can pull on throughout the week of things that can just help you, whether it's breathing, I mentioned meditation, um, other resources or activities that just help you reset throughout the week. And it can be five minutes, it can be an hour, it, it doesn't matter how long the time is for that activity, but just really finding the time throughout the day and the week to have that reset moment is so incredibly important, especially right now. I like that you talked about it as a reset moment. And this, this might be a funny one. We were asked this in our manager meeting um, last week about kind of the things that we do to help us reset. And okay, don't judge me, but I, I go change my shirt and I know that sounds like such a, a random thing, but depending upon what I'm working on, you know, yeah. I, I have not been the person who wears leggings during the pandemic. I get dressed every day. I don't do makeup or wash my hair every day, but I do get fully dressed every day, a pair of jeans, you know, t-shirt and stuff. But sometimes that just walking to your bedroom, picking a different shirt, putting a sweatshirt on that moment to like, okay, Hey, I need to move into a more creative or a more formal way of thinking of things that's for me like a physical environment change. Um, Cause yeah. sometimes you can't always go for a walk depending upon what's going on in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I laugh because it's, it can be so simple. It doesn't have to be something like major. Um, but I was just talking this morning with um, Sarah's dad about what it is that he does. And it was funny because he likes to get up and he has to work out 5am. He has to be out of bed. He's working out before he starts his day. To me, that is just anxiety induced. Like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And so whatever that reset is for you, really understanding that for me, I, I don't typically take time off at the end of the year. For me, I'm like, yes, this is the downtime. All my administrative task list that's getting done. And for me, that recharges me but I actually haven't ever taken off a chunk of time. And so I'm looking forward to this year, just unplugging for a little, for a little bit, a few days, taking off to see, is that actually a more 
productive way of recharging versus just checking off a list. And so I just encourage everyone to understand and look internally that what recharges you is different than what someone else does. And that's okay. And whatever it does to give you that right right mindset going into 2022, lean into that, do that as often as you can, even if it is just the end of the year for a week, right? When there's some downtime, just really understanding what works for you is going to be different than someone else. And that's okay. I totally agree. And I'm going to definitely take notes when you get back because I do the exact same. I don't take time off. Um, during Christmas and New Year's because I do. I go through my task list. I get all that admin stuff. I clean my files because that's very exciting for me. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Sherm just put out a couple of great articles, and I'll include those in the show notes around this exact topic around taking care of yourself. And, you know, they are calling it like caring for your toxic handlers. Um, so I wanted to go through those because I thought they were really cool. So things that you can kind of pay attention to. So establishing healthy boundaries. We talk about boundaries so much in an HR space, not only for ourselves, but for our business. And, you know, our leadership, our CHRO is really good about encouraging us to set boundaries. And and I've talked about this before, but one of the things that she does is she's encouraged you, like, don't respond to your texts right away. Like, give it 10 minutes. Like, if it's really an emergency, they're going to pick up the phone and call you because nobody calls anybody these days. So, like, they will if it's an emergency, but like create some distance between you and and whatever the situation. And maybe it's not a text, maybe it's a Teams message or a Slack message, but give some distance there. Um, train up on emotional intelligence and stress reducers for yourself. You know, Sarah, like you mentioned, everybody's got a little bit of a different flavor on how they do that. There's a ton of resources out there. There's a lot of great companies and apps and resources. If your organization isn't providing one that you should definitely look into personally. Um, I love this one. Show yourself some empathy, you know, in HR, give yourself a break. You're not perfect. You're still human. You're going through the pandemic and dealing with everything just like everybody else, you know, um, on top of trying to make sure your employees have great experiences. Take an actual break from work. So we're all going to listen to Lindsay as she takes a break. So I love that. Take a break from work, walk away. Uh, find the work-life balance that works for you. You know, I've, I've heard work-life balance talked about in a whole bunch of different ways. You know, Lindsay, you talked recently about it, that it should be life-work balance. I've heard people talk about it as like work-life sway. Uh, whatever it is, find the thing that works for you. We're talking more and more about flexibility. It's all part of, you know, the great awakening, the great retention, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's going to be so important for organizations and for yourself going forward. And then recognize the work you've done this year and be proud of it. These last two years for HR have been, um, I'm going to say the word unprecedented, which (laughs) I feel like that's a naughty word right now, but it has been. And so we're so dealing with all of that. So give yourself a pat on the back and and celebrate like Sarah talked about what she's doing in her her org. Find the time to celebrate. Um, And then lastly, practice self-care for yourself. You know, whatever works for you, exercise, reading, video games, a bath, changing your cert, changing your environment. Maybe it's cuddling with your puppy. I know a lot of people um, have a lot of great pets that aren't typically used that way, but pet therapy I think is great if you have an opportunity for it. Maybe you have horses, go take a ride on your horse. But um, I think the sky is the limit when it comes to whatever is going to work for you. So I really encourage you as you think about your year end is this mix of tactics, strategy, and self-care is what I would leave you with. And then I guess I'll ask, you know, Lindsay and Sarah, what's your what's your last piece of advice for for HR people as they tackle year end here? 
My last piece of advice would be, I think it's just reinforcing what you're saying around the celebrations, but celebrations don't need to be big. So if you know that someone on your team has been struggling through, you know, influencing someone else and they had just a small win, take the time to acknowledge it. It doesn't have to be a completion. It doesn't have to be a major project success, but showing that, hey, we understand that there are tough times in HR and we need to ensure that we are encouraging and picking each other up. Lean on your HR network. If you are saying, hey, we're going through something that we have never gone through before, maybe your business units or those that you've typically leaned on in the past, maybe have a different lens for it. And so tapping into your HR network, if that means other HR professionals, professionals, that you've had on LinkedIn, a peer that maybe you don't typically work with just to pick their brain, utilize those who have a similar experience to you when it comes to HR and how you support your business. Because sometimes I think we get down on ourselves about, I don't know what to do in the situation. Well, nobody knows what to do in this situation. And so really just leaning on each other to try to help through closing the door on 2021 and moving into 2022. Yeah, and and mine would be, um, you know, I'm not really good at personal New Year's resolutions, but I I do try to set a New Year's resolution for work each year, um, and I I really also try to set a word to that, and so the word that's coming to mind as I think about this next year is intentional. So a lot of what we've talked about is being intentional about boundaries, intentional about mental health practices and the programs you're going to offer, your, your benefits programs, and just the intentionality behind it. It's, it's really important. And so that's kind of my last piece of advice I would offer and something I'm going to be trying to keep top of mind as I go into 2022. I've never thought about a word for the year. I absolutely love that. I'm totally stealing it. Um, I am I am the kind of person who like gets attached to words. Hustle is a big word for me. I used to have it, you know, up on my wall here. And um, I think there are just things that, you know, you can say to yourself over and over and mantras and stuff. So I love be intentional. I love that intentionality. Um, And Lindsay, yes, absolute network. Love it. If you have not connected with me and Lindsay on LinkedIn, um, we will make sure to include all of our LinkedIn's in the show notes because I know, Sarah, you've got a wealth of knowledge and you would love to connect with people. So um, we will always be a sounding board for you. So thank you, Lindsay and Sarah, so much for jumping on the podcast with me today. This was such a great topic and so good to hear from other HR people who are supporting HR and what you guys have been thinking about is you reviewed 2021 and then plan for 2022. So thanks ladies. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.